Welcome to Season 2 of the Orioles in the Know podcast featuring Avon Community School Corporation Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham. Twice a month, Dr. Windham has a conversation with students, educators, district leaders, and other special guests who are in the know so you can be in the know too. So pull up a chair. Thank you for joining us on Orioles in the Know. Hello and welcome to episode number 25 of Orioles in the Know, a podcast of the Avon Community School Corporation. We do these podcasts to provide another way for our parents, staff, and community to stay connected on all the great things going on in Avon schools. We talk a lot in our schools about how we're preparing to accommodate increased enrollment in our schools, and we've got some upcoming podcasts planned to talk about some of our plans, most specifically at Avon High School. But I thought it might be helpful to start those conversations just by talking about general growth in our community. So today I'm joined by Ryan Cannon, the town manager here in Avon. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you, uh, we started in our roles about the same time. I think I became superintendent just a little bit before you became town manager. Um, but you have been working in Avon for a lot of years leading up to that. So talk a little bit about your background serving our community and you know what you're most excited about as the still relatively new town manager. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Um, Yeah, I've worked here actually 21 years, and so I actually um, came from the city of Indianapolis, and I started here as the first public works manager for the town, and so kind of worked my way up through the rankings, Um, started out doing all the dirty work, fixing (laughs) signs and picking up dead animals, all kinds of interesting things. kind of made my way up to being town manager. So it was it was kind of a path traveled to sure. get to where I am today. So um, lots of really neat and fun and exciting things going on in Avon. Um, we've had a ton of growth. Um, one of the things when the council hired me, one of the first things they kind of talked about was trying to diversify our tax base and um, enhance the community and the standards in our community. So uh, that's one of the things we've been working on quite a bit. Um, Certainly, as a growing community, we have all kinds of things uh, going on. We have new parks that will be coming online. We always have road improvements uh, taking place. And one of the things whenever we do surveys, we always hear about the town needing a center or kind of a gathering place. So uh, we're really excited. We've got a proposal going through now called Easton Gray uh, that would be kind of a town center type concept. And so uh, that's something we're really looking forward to seeing and and developing for the community. Yeah, lots of exciting things going on around. You don't have to drive very far around Avon to see development happening. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the 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 importance of diversifying our tax base. Um, so, as a school district, obviously we're most interested in the residential growth. Um, but you and the town council, like you talked about, have really focused on kind of getting more of that commercial development. Can you talk about why that's important? Why is it important that Avon is primarily a residential community? But why is it important that we be thinking about diversifying our tax base? Yeah, it's it's. Really interesting. So there, there's three different property tax brackets that people pay. There's a 1%, which is for residential growth. There's a 2% for agricultural and then some types of commercial. And then there's a 3%, which is for like commercial and industrial type development. And so certainly, like you described, Avon has mostly had a lot of 1%. We've been very blessed uh, to have the economic development along US 36, kind of the retail corridor, but what we kind of felt we were lacking was um, that 3% kind of an office industrial type use. And so that was one of the goals of the council was to 
try to find some of that. And that's so important because it's in that 3% category. So certainly that doesn't generate students for the school, but it does generate tax revenue for them. So um, a lot of the things that we have been doing around town, um, widening Ronald Reagan Parkway, widening 100 South, the purpose of those projects were to help generate areas where we could get that 3% growth, where we could have office and industrial type uses. And so certainly, uh, you know, retail quarters also have lifespans. So at some point, the all the commercial development along US 36, it may move or it may change. And so we want to be able to have a balance that if at some point, all that burden isn't on the 1% of the residential people. So um, that's why it's, it, it's really important to the overall tax structure and the longevity of the school and all the taxing agencies in Hendricks County or in Washington Township. And, you know, the people who have been connected with us over the last few years, and we've talked a lot about property tax caps and that as homeowners in Avon or in the state of Indiana, our property taxes are capped at 1%, like you said. But when you're a primarily residential community, then that's why as a town, as a school district, we are impacted more by property tax caps than like our neighbors to the south who have more commercial development. Exactly. And so more of their tax base is at that 3% cap. Yeah. Yeah. And, And across Indiana, we're one of the hardest hit communities by property tax caps. And so, again, that's that's part of the benefit of trying to get some of that 3%, which will release some of that pressure in the 1% category. And you've talked um, just about uh, you know, 100 South, which I just drove down last night. It's great. It's yeah, great it's to awesome. have that uh, <laughs> back open again. But you've talked about just the the level of commercial development that is projected to happen there in a short amount of time is pretty significant. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, that's called Avon Logistics Center, and the first building's going up right now, and it's about 900,000 square feet. And so it'll be the first industrial building in Avon. Um, to follow would be another three and a half to four million square feet of development as well. So um, that's a huge project. We also have another one, Reagan Logistics, which is on Ronald Reagan between 100 South and 200 South, uh, and it'll have another million square feet. Um, and there are a couple other economic development projects, Avon Landing, um, which will be on um, Ronald Reagan between 200 North and the B&O Trail. And then we also have another one called Rise. And really, when we, we talk about assessed value, which is is what drives what our tax rates are, um, we think over the next five to 10 years that we will almost double our assessed value just based on those four developments being added to our community. So it's a substantial amount of assessed value, which then in turn leads to, to a stronger tax base here for the whole community. So, And as we build those commercial developments, then people need a place to live, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that's where the residential does come into play with that is uh, it's it's hard to find homes in Avon. And, and so I know, you know, we often get asked about residential development, and I know there's several new residential neighborhoods that, that are in the process and that we, you know, we watch this closely and work really closely with you and your team. Can you talk a little bit about the process for new residential developments? I know a lot of times people think the town needs to vote this down, and and that's not always um, practical or not always even how the process actually works. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I think we hear as a community all the time that people say, why did Avon allow this? And I, I think people are confused about the process. So we as a town do not seek out and try to find developers to develop property. People have a right to sell and develop their land. So 
that property owner has a right for any developer to come and propose what they would like to do on that property. And so there's, there's different types of approvals the town can consider. And some of them are discretionary, meaning we can vote them down. Others, if they meet them, the town has to approve if they actually meet our ordinances. So I'll speak a little bit of, in detail about those. I think the first one is a rezoning, and a rezoning is discretionary. So that means um, the property is set at a certain level. So we call it like R1, which means you can have lots up to a certain size. So a developer would be allowed to put as many lots as they can fit on that property uh, based on that lot size. If they want to go to smaller lots, then they have to rezone that property. And so in those circumstances, the town can have requirements. We can say, we want you to make road improvements, or we want you to make um, do something to help the school, or to do things to help the library, or whatever it may be. Um, those become discretionary, and, and we can approve and deny those. Um, there are other ones that, uh, like a plat, what's called platting, which means it's a subdivision, which is where we get the name of a subdivision from. And the subdivision is just the breaking up. You have one big lot. So typically we see this a lot in Avon. You have one big farm and they want to break it into 100 or 150 mm -hmm. lots. That's called a subdivision. And if that subdivision is zoned properly for the lots, if they meet our ordinance, the town has to approve that. The town doesn't have the discretion to deny that. So I think people get confused, and that's the one that people always say, we want you to deny it. Mm -hmm. But if they're meeting the underlying zoning, the town has no right to deny it. So that pro property owner has that right to develop the land that way. Um, and then the third is kind of what we call like a development plan approval, which is more typical for like a commercial property. Uh, and that one's kind of the same. So if... if um, for example, if Costco wants to come to the town of Avon and there's a lot that's zoned commercial, Costco has a right to build on that lot, but they do have to do a development plan. That development plan has to comply with um, our zoning ordinance. And again, if it meets that zoning ordinance, the town has to approve it. Now, the town may go out and seek and try to talk to people like Costco to encourage them to come to our community, but we don't decide what property they go on and where they go. And um, I know we hear this a lot about like banks, like we have enough banks or we have enough Taco Bells, the town doesn't get to control that. That's not within our power to say, you can't have a Taco Bell in our community. We already have one. So I know that's something we get frequently yeah. from people. So um, one of the things that I've shared with our team as, as we get questions about development and you know, looking at how do we continue to accommodate additional students in our schools is, you know, I, most school districts across the state of Indiana are actually declining in enrollment. And, um, you know, it is, it is cert certainly has its challenges to try to figure out how do we expand our schools? Where do we need portables? But I'd much rather be having those conversations than the conversations that many of my colleagues around the state are having, which is, do we need to cut teachers? Do we need to close schools, consolidate schools, those kinds of things? So, you know, one of the things that we often talk about, you and I, is that as a school district, we like that moderate growth um, over time. We don't want explosive growth, but we want, you know, kind of that moderate growth over time. And we're fortunate to be living and working in, in a community where we are growing and people do still want to come here. And that, and that is a great situation. So um, how do how do you how does the town try to balance that growth so that it is more of that steady, moderate growth and not explosive growth that the town can't plan for or we can't plan for as a school district? How do you kind of try to balance that out? Yeah, it's a it's a real challenge. Um, 
once the town approves development, we do, we kind of lose control of the pace that it actually occurs. So um, like we talked about earlier, we can approve a rezoning, but once that happens, the pace that the development occurs, we can't control that pace. So the best thing we can do is to try to control those rezonings when they actually occur. And this council, uh, this town council in particular, has been um, really good about viewing projects closely and determining if they're really in the best interest of the community. Um, kind of putting a closer eye on those projects to try to um, enhance the quality of them and encourage better development, especially as Avon kind of, there will be a point where we can't grow as quickly as we've been growing. And certainly steady, moderate growth is good. I think that's what the town of Avon wants as well. But it certainly is is challenging. And just like you, we've we've got to figure out how to keep up with road improvements and how to plan for additional parks. And um, so from our perspective, it's challenging as well. And so probably the best thing we can do is, is just demand better projects from developers when they come through. And, and again, I think our, our current town council is doing a really good job of that. Good. Um, you know, one of the, you, you mentioned, you know, sometimes people get confused about what the town's responsibility is in some of these things. I think the other thing that people often don't understand is that as a school district, we are the Washington Township boundaries and that many times the developments that are happening or that are impacting our schools are not even within the town of Avon um, jurisdiction. They're in Hendricks County. They're in Washington Township. Um, and, and so, you know, we have to not only pay attention to what's happening in the town of Avon, we have to pay attention to what's happening across Washington Township. And, uh, you know, I've been doing some presentations with our staff and some of the biggest developments being considered right now are actually in the town of Plainfield, yeah. and um, but they're in Washington Township, and so we have to um, kind of collaborate with them and pay attention to what they're doing. And um, you know, it used to be most of the development that impacted us as a school district was on the north side of 36. Now, when you look at our map, there are some pretty significant developments being considered on the south side that are actually in the town of Plainfield. And um, one of the things that we have said to the town of Plainfield is we a, about 10% of our population as a school district actually reside in the town of Plainfield. So we have over 10,000 students. About 1,000 of our students come from the town of Plainfield, but they live in Washington Township. So it is certainly a challenge for us to try to stay attuned to what's happening in the town of Avon, the town of Plainfield, <laughs> Hendricks County, Washington Township, um, all having an impact on ultimately what do we need to do for kids in schools. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge. Even uh, we get that question a lot as well. Even as Avon has grown over the years, a lot of the development that's even been approved hasn't been the town of Avon. It was actually approved by Hendricks County mm -hmm. and the town has annexed those as we've grown. And so it, it certainly is a challenge to kind of keep track of all that stuff. And, and especially for the school corporation, yeah. who has got yeah. lots of different people. So sure. Yep. Um, so, you know, one of the things and, and some of our future podcasts are going to talk about specifically Avon High School, because that's the area where, um, you know, we had a demographic study done that we have shared with with you all. But, you know, one of the things the demographic study said was we're going to reach 4,000 students at the high school in about the 27-28 school year. And uh, I often say, um, you know, people that have been around Avon for a while still call the high school the, quote, new high school. And then when I remind them the new high school is uh, almost 25 years old, so some of the core of that building was never designed for 4,000 students, let alone that we are out of classrooms and need to add some additional classrooms there. So, you know, we're having those conversations. We're talking about 
Uh, our school board has already taken steps to add classrooms at the intermediate level, add classrooms to the elementary level at Pine Tree to, to kind of build on what we've already done at Maple, Sycamore, and Hickory. So, you know, we're having some of those conversations about how we continue to, to um accommodate additional students. What are some of the projects? You talked about parks. You talked about road expansions. What are some of those kind of similar projects that the town's considering as you think about a community that's continuing to grow? And how do you accommodate more citizens at the same time? Yeah, you, you know, we share kind of that same challenge as we're, we're always behind. We're always adjusting for um, what we expect to come. And so we do have lots of road improvements planned. Um, I think probably the biggest one that we've really been working on is Dan Jones Road. Uh, we'll actually, the first phase of that will start construction in 2023, which will be from uh, US 36 to 100 South, which is actually the busiest road segment uh, in Avon on Dan Jones. Uh, and then right behind that, we're going to follow with a segment from 100 South to 150 South, and we're going to build a roundabout there, uh, which will hopefully help the school help the deal with some of the high, the high school yes. growth that, that you guys are seeing. Yep. We're seeing from a traffic perspective as well. So uh, we're trying to address some of that to help people get out of the high school. Uh, the new Costco has also, you know, has changed some traffic patterns and that kind of came upon us really quickly. So we're trying to react to some of that as well. So we're looking at doing a potential roundabout on County Road 900, as well as some other road improvements on 900, just to make that road safer as more and more people are kind of coming to that commercial area. Uh, we also have a couple of roundabouts that we're, we're starting to work on, one at Raceway and County Road 100 North. Uh, we're also having some discussions with Hendricks County about a roundabout at 625 and 100 South, which will be by the new Murphy Park and the Aquatic Center. So, um, and then we're also, I already mentioned the one at, at 900 and, and Charles Nelson Drive. The town has also made a significant investment over the last few years in buying new parkland. Um, we haven't, because of the pandemic, we've had to kind of delay some of the actual construction, but we have uh, purchased quite a bit of land and, and we're planning to start doing those new parks as we've added more people. We need more places uh, for people to recreate. And certainly the town hall park is beautiful, but it's overused. And Washington Township Park's the same way. It's beautiful, but it's being overused. So we, we need some additional places for people to go. And so we're looking forward to getting some of those new parks constructed as well. Very good. Lots of exciting things happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thanks for, for all that you do. You know, I um, I have said to many people, and actually this afternoon, you and I get to be in another meeting with the, the collaboration group that is the library, the township, you, me, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, our state representative, state senator. You know, I, I think Avon is really unique in how our um, taxing entities and our community leaders collaborate with one another and um, that just doesn't happen everywhere. And that's what Representative Sturwald, Senator Crane tell us all the time is when they talk to their colleagues at the State House, the level of collaboration we have in Avon just doesn't happen in other places. So it's, it's uh, great to be a part of that. And I appreciate all you do to help lead our community. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in. And we will talk with you more the next time on our next podcast. Thank you for listening to Orioles in the Know with Avon School Superintendent, Dr. Scott Windham. To stay in the know, follow Dr. Wyndham on Twitter at A-V-O-N-S-U-P-T or Avon Schools at Oriole Tweets. You can like Avon.Schools on Facebook. You can always visit the corporation website at Avon-Schools.org or call the central office at 317-544-6000. Finally, be sure to subscribe to Orioles in the Know on iTunes, 
Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.